When you've got the strength of the force, you're ready for war. A war between freedom and tyranny. A war between both sides of the force, the strongest power in the universe. Don't underestimate the force. Feel the force. Fight the battles. Live the adventure. With Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection, the biggest collection of vehicles, figures, and playsets in the galaxy, each sold separately, only from Kenner. Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys. The podcast where we discuss Star Wars toys from the past, the present, and the future. You're listening to episode number 67. My name is Jason from Bendoms to the Black series. Vintage to Modern, he collects it all. Our good friend Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hey, good to be here once again. Glad to have you. And also, yeah. I got to mention your YouTube channel, Mr. Oh, BYZ you. on YouTube. Yes, yes, definitely. It's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I just did a um, kind of retrospective on Slave 1, all the different action figure Slave 1 toys. That was kind of fun to put out there. I haven't watched that one yet, but I will because I... Uh, That's a little longer. Typically wa- I typically long, watch so. most of your YouTube videos because they're pretty good. Oh, and thanks. I, and I forget a lot of... Like, you bring up a lot of things that I forgot. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> You know, sometimes when I make those videos, there's things that I find that I forget about. I'm like, oh, that's what that button does. Or, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Like, I forgot when you're looking at the, uh, when you got that new uh, Republic um, gunship. Uh-huh. I forgot the original one had that uh, that um, speeder bike in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I've, I've always had one a speeder bike stored in one of mine, so mm-hmm. it's kind of obvious for me, but... And I also realized that I'd been putting my speeder bike incorrectly. It looks like you take it apart and put one section higher than the other. I think there was a picture on the box or something. That's why I did it that way. See, that's my problem. I never read the instructions. So I learned something. Thanks, Ryan. Oh, all right. Cool. (laughs) Also joining us tonight from this week in Star Wars podcast, Matt Fox. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Everybody ready for uh, San Diego? I'm ready to uh, watch it unfold. <laughs> I'm so going to miss out being there this year. <laughs> Ryan, how many years in a row did you go? I went seven straight years. And uh, I know somebody else who's on the call has been longer than me. But um, I, just seeing everybody prepare for it just sucks, thinking I'm not going this year. So, oh, well, life happens. Yes, it does. I usually experience the Hasbro panel from, you know, people tweeting it or yeah actually you've been tweeting it the last few years so i've done a lot with that last few years yeah, yeah so anyway and returning to the show we have amy schoberg hello amy hey guys thanks hey. for having me back glad to have you back you might know amy from collecting cosmos it might still exist it might still exist i, was I, thinking, I hope it still exists but it needs to I was thinking about the spinner rack, too, bringing that one back. The Marvel comics are getting much better. Hey, I, I pitched a few things to that for Jake a few years ago, so I, I don't know. Jake, if you're out there, the spinner rack's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. And Amy also writes blogs occasionally for... Uh, the Star Wars Collecting Archive. Yep. Yes, the Star Wars Collecting Archive at, uh, what is it, the SWCA.com. 
Yep, the SWCA blog is the uh, other uh, parent site where we basically post about whatever article or story we feel like at the moment. Oh, cool. And last but not least, returning guest, Chris Moorhead. Hello, Chris. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Pretty good. Um, it's been a while since we had you on the show. Yeah, I was on one of those uh, lost episodes that got refound. So yeah, you have a knack for being on those, don't you? I, I see. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's glad good to have you back, Chris. Oh, thank you. Thank you uh, for having me. <laughs> we're gonna start the show the way we typically do, and just ask everybody what they've picked up recently. Uh, Ryan, we'll start with you. What have you picked up recently? Um, well, I mean, we had the Toy and Geek Fest, um, it's now a couple weeks ago, but, uh, uh, right here in the basic Seattle area, and I picked up the, um, the Crumb Bomber, which was the, uh, Republic Bomber, Republic Gunship, that has all the doors that shut, it's kind of the space-worthy one, it's one of those I never picked up, and I saw it for a good price and felt I had to get it, and then I also was able to get just kind of some Junker Vintage stuff, but within that Junker Vintage stuff was... A most of a micro collection Millennium Falcon that I got for twenty bucks. It's you know missing like the ramp, the Top Gun, and uh, one other small piece. But I mean it looks really good for twenty bucks. It was totally worth. That's a great deal. You know I'd probably buy yeah. any piece, any piece of that, that Falcon for twenty bucks. Like yeah, any part I, of yeah. it, I would have bought. I've I've been trying to look up parts on eBay and I don't even see the parts listed on eBay. Oh, That's okay. how rough it is on some of that. But. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a good find, and then just uh, a couple little loose figures here and there. Not much in the store lately, so I haven't been picking anything up there. Yeah. All right, um, Matt, let's go to you. Um, all right, I I got the um, Imperial Assault Tank from Rogue One. Hey! I, I know a couple mm -hmm. of us got that, so we'll probably be talking about that. It's very awesome. It is. Uh, surprisingly awesome um with a couple reservations but um and then um the dc club out here we went to a uh used toy store sort of a uh, dorky flash mob kind of thing um and uh picked up a bunch of paperwork from old vintage toys i mean they had toys and stuff but um you know i got like instructions for the land of the Jawas and the millennium Falcon and some old catalogs and the droid maker blueprints and some other really cool stuff at decent prices. So, you know, that was, you know, just sort of different kind of stuff that, you know, I don't, you know, obviously I've got the toys, but obviously I threw the directions out on Christmas day, whatever. <laughs> so, you know, it's nice to get that stuff back. And if I ever find a box, I don't have to worry about it having, instructions so that was a nice yeah nice that's cool all right amy what have you picked up recently well in the mail this week i got two uh 45 records both from france for les petites ewoks uh by dorothy it is if you ever want to hear something interesting go ahead and check that out on youtube it's it's an Ewoks animated theme song to the cartoon show that came out in, like, 84, 86. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, it'll get stuck in your head for sure. <laughs> but the covers are pretty cool. All right. What is language the, is it in? Is that the E-E-E-E-E-Ewoks? Uh, no, this is oh, okay. French. 
Oh, it's in French. Basically. Yeah, it's in French. Dorothy was a, from what I gather, she was really popular and she hosted like a children's TV show and she had her own like little fame as a singer uh, in the early 80s. So, yeah. That sounds cool. Um, Chris. Yes. Um, picked up anything recently? Uh, actually, I was I put my name on a list to pick up some of the uh, the Han Solo premiere night stuff, and I finally got a call about a week ago, and dropped by today, picked up my dice, uh, a couple buttons, and the poster. Um, see, my my Imperial Assault tank arrived on Yay! Yay! Um, also, I'd mentioned uh, that I picked up the uh, Royal uh, the Throne Room Battle Pack from 2005, and when it arrived, all the rubber bands I think it disintegrated over the last uh, was 13 years since that was released in 2005. Oh, and, wow. and, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound good. Saying no, that. 2005 um, sounds like just a couple years ago to me. Anyway, all those the rubber bands holding the figures in place had disintegrated, so I had to open it, get some replacement um, clear, uh, translucent, rubbery string like at Michael's, and rebind them back in and seal it back up. But that's for my Royal Guard focus. So, yeah. All right. All right. Very cool. Um, since we talked last, let's see. I got the Solo Force Link Two Falcon for my birthday. From my wife and um it's not as well if it were a 30 dollar item i think it would be totally worth it it's compact it'd be great for little kids to play with makes fun sounds but f the price tag on these are a hundred dollars and i i don't know how i don't know why this would cost a hundred dollars i can't wrap my brain around it um I tried to fit Chewie and Han into the cockpit. I think I posted some photos of that on Facebook, on our Facebook page a couple weeks ago. They don't fit together. Um, it's it's really just meant for one pilot, but I just couldn't resist to tr at least try. For me, the cockpit of the Falcon is about buddies flying together, where, whether it's Han and Chewie, Lando and Chewie, Lando and Nine Numb, uh, Lando and... Uh, Oh, what's his droid's name? L three. L three. L three. Yeah. I bet Chewbacca and a Porg would fit in that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't try that. I didn't try that. So it's quite disappointing. Uh, it's even when you put it next to even the Force Awakens uh, Falcon that came out a couple years ago. Even that is a lot cooler, and and there's just more features than this. This is. I don't. I. It's just. Uh, it's kind of sad, actually. Hundred dollars. It's these aren't selling. I imagine they're going to be on clearance soon. That's probably when everybody will probably go get them. I probably would have waited for clearance if I didn't they're get it. They're currently my... on Amazon Prime Day for like fifty bucks. Okay. At this moment. Yeah. Oh wow! Last I looked, it was like seventy-three. So they're coming down. No. 50, I just yeah, I ordered one for like fifty-three. Okay. Now Hasbro has. To, I mean, they have to know. Most people are just waiting for clearance on these, right? They. I mean, I got mine out of kind of a fluke. It was a birthday gift, but I would have waited too. What do you guys think? You think they think, yeah, this is a hundred dollars worth of a Star Wars toy? Um, I, I don't see how they could 
I mean, I think that's part of the motivation behind HasLab. Yeah, right. No clearance. But, um, yeah. And it, what? And another thing I picked up was, um, I, like you guys, I got the Imperial Combat Assault Tank from Rogue One, part of their three and three quarter inch vintage collection vehicle series. It was $70, and it is worth it. It is so nice. It is so much nicer than the Solo Falcon, which costs $30 more. It's it's just, it's got so many parts, such nice attention to detail. Um, I can't say enough how much I like this vehicle. This is my favorite new vehicle in years. I now, I'm hoping the, uh, you know, when the sail barge gets here, I'm hoping that that, that is my favorite new vehicle in years. But for now, this this is really nice. I can't wait for the uh, vintage collection uh, tank driver to come, so I can uh, sit him in the the gunner seat. But it's it's great. A couple other things I picked up. I actually got these off eBay because I was concerned about them not hitting retail. Was I got the two new Force Link two packs? One comes with um, Chewbacca and Han they're, uh, in their Mimbom. It's Chewbacca Mimbom, Han Solo Mimbom. It's their, their muddy um, little uh, jail cell fight scene. Also comes with a big cannon, which I'm not sure if it was in the movie or not, but it looks cool. The cannon does. Um, it's just listed as a weapon. doesn't even say what it is. So I got that two-pack, and then I also got the Rebolt and Carillion Hound two-pack. Also off eBay. Um, this is another nice set. I probably might have wanted to wait for retail, but I just uh, am concerned that some of these these uh, later toys aren't going to make it to retail. So I definitely overpaid for both sets. So time will tell if it was worth it or not. Did anybody else pick up these? Not yet. No, no, no I've been looking out waiting for them. retail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope they do come to retail. Um, but uh, well, I figure even if, ha- if Target or Walmart took a pass on them, they'll just show up at Five Below. Yeah, perhaps. But there are no Five Belows out here in the uh, Washington yeah, area. Good. <laughs> yeah, Five Below is a great store. I would love for them to come out here. I don't know why they're not here yet. Yeah, so that's my uh, that's my pickups. Recent pickups. Um. Next, I want to talk about San Diego Comic Con 2018. Amy, you're going. I am. And yeah. tell us about it's it. <laughs> uh, well, this year there's been quite a few Star Wars announcements, surprisingly, for a off movie year. Um, <clears throat> we're not going to get a big movie panel like we usually do for Hall H or anything like that, but we are getting a 10th anniversary of Clone Wars panel. And that'll be on Thursday. Um, and then they're also going to be doing oh, their typical Star Wars Friday with panels ranging from Hasbro collecting to high-end collectibles where you get General Giant, Kotobukiya, other, um, other lines like that, Sideshow Hot Toys. And then um, we're also going to get a book panel from Lucasfilm uh, about the upcoming books coming out for publishing. And, and then there's some other various ones on um, Star Wars Fashions, uh, Star Wars trivia and um, some political. I think it's. I believe it's like the state of Star Wars or something like that and fandom. 
So, yeah, a, a decent amount of panels if you're into Star Wars for San Diego this year. Um, as as far as the show floor goes, uh, the word from Lucasfilm today is that they're going to be bringing the Falcon experience to the show floor so you can get in the cockpit. They take up to five people at a time. Um, you just line up at the booth and uh, get in there and take a picture in the Falcon cockpit, which will be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, Tops is going to line of uh, Star Wars cards are going to have just at this event. Uh, obviously, Hasbro has quite a few uh, things up their sleeve with the Forces of Destiny pack with Chewbacca and uh, the Porg family with two baby Porgs in a nest. Um, there's the Doctor Aphra uh, figure set, which is a three pack, and it's done in the vintage style uh, special special pack with the three figures. And then we have a uh, I don't know what they're calling them. They're calling them showcase figures. It's it's like the uh, the new Unleashed line, basically the Luke and or not Luke. Uh, Kylo and and Ray together with a light up scene. Centerpiece. Uh, centerpiece. Centerpiece. Thank you. And then uh, there's a Han Solo that's coming out with the Minoc, and I believe that's three and three quarters. It's six inch. I'm not sure. Six inch. Six inch. All right. Well, yep. there we have it. I mean, and that's just that. Uh, there's more coming from Funko. Ha- Hallmark has a two pack of Lobot and. Lando oh, I uh, want those. ornaments. I know. I'm going to see what I can do on that. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, they have non-San Diego Comic-Con exclusive stuff at Hallmark 2, which is a carded Boba Fett itty-bitty vintage style, Kenner, Kenner vintage style. And they're also doing a two-pack of um, pixelated pins of Han and Carbonite and Leia and Bausch disguise. Uh, let's see, Sideshow for the first time in a really long time is going to have an exclusive 12-inch figure, and that is the Sith, all Sithed-out version of Anakin Skywalker from uh, Revenge of the Sith. That's a lot of fun stuff. Pop in my head, I I can't think of anything else for exclusives, but yeah, it's a lot of fun stuff. It's a lot, of, a lot going on, a lot of ins, lots of outs. My favorite's going to be the DKE booth, which is... Uh, in the vinyl toy section, they sell a lot of art figures, a lot of bootleg type style Star Wars figures. And this year they have a vintage look at the Cobot from 1978. It's the Coca-Cola R2-D2 robot. Only this one says Killer Cola on the side of it. And it comes on a card back that's inspired from the art on the original box. So that's the first thing I'm planning to pick up on Thursday. Okay. And so this year they're doing a lottery system where you could enter a lottery and it allows you to get in line for a certain item from a certain booth. Correct? Yes. Yeah. And how did that go for you? Not too well, but then it, it didn't go too well for any of the friends uh, that I've heard from that, that signed up. Mm. Um the chances, though, I think are a little bit greater because in the past, what you had to do to get into any of these lines was line up overnight and then get in early. And then hopefully you were close enough to the front of the line where not a bunch of people aced you out. But mm. with boosts like Hall, uh, Hasbro being as popular as they are, the chances of getting in those lines is always very slim. Mm-hmm. Um but this time, I think there's going to be a lot of people that sign up for these lottos that either didn't pay attention, that they got in, or found something else they'd rather want to do and just skip it. So 
I think at the end of the day, the chances of just walking by the booth and having it open and picking something up is greater than it's ever been before. So it might be easier to get some of these things. Okay. Well, that, that would be good then. Um, let's talk about it. Let's talk about some of these action figures that are that are here. Um, this three this three pack of uh, Doctor Afra um, with the two droids um, uh, BT One and Triple Zero. Um, these are from the Doctor Afra comic series. This looks like a really cool set. I want to get this some way somehow. Um, Ryan, what do you think? Are you going, going to try to get this set? Is this something for you? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I've gotten the San Diego Comic-Con exclusives every year, sometimes not at the show while I've been there, uh, sometimes through scalpers. And, and this year I look at it as I'm going to try for, you know, when they put it up online, I think it's August 13th, if I remember correctly. Um, but even if that doesn't happen, if I have to buy it through somebody on eBay – I feel like, well, I didn't spend all the money to go down there. I didn't spend the obscene amounts of money for a hotel room. Uh, all the other you know, costs that go into it, if I have to pay a little extra for the exclusives, that's fine with me. Um, this is one of them. I think the Afro 3-pack and the Black Series Solo are going to be the ones to really try and get. I, I have a feeling the uh, Forces of Destiny pack and the Centerpiece especially are the ones that are going to kind of stick around in Hasbro Toy Shop for a little while. Hmm. Um. Matt, what are your thoughts on this three-pack? Well, I, I love it. I mean, I like Dr. Aphra as a, as a character. I like the book, so mm-hmm. I'm all in for it. And then I like the packaging. I mean, I'd be getting it regardless, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, no, this one I'm actually excited for. Uh, I mean, I agree with, with Ryan about, you know, that, that this one will be hard to get. This this will be the hard one to get, I think, on at the show and on the – Hasbro Toy Shop later. The Han with the Minoc, maybe, I don't think will be quite as hard just because it is, apart from the Minoc, a figure that you can get elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And the, the the previous ones where they've done that, the Jen, last year's Luke with Ray, you know, they stuck around a little while longer, whereas this is especially, they may do Afro on a card later on her own, maybe. But, um, or I guess... Because she's the fans' choice, they will be right. So I would hope so. <laughs> but the droids, I think this is going to be your only chance if you want those droids. So, so you do not think these droids are going to get their own release on a single I, card? In the current, yeah, you know, the, at the rate they're currently releasing figures, I don't see it happening. Okay, uh, Chris, any interest in this three pack? Um, so I'm. Uh... Mostly an original trilogy, super articulated collector, unless it's vintage. Um, so I, I'm happy to see a, a vintage line item showing up. At, but again, it, since it's a comic book item, I'm really not familiar with it. So it looks like it's well done, but it just it's not doing much for me. So mm-hmm. okay, um, I will for sure finally get this. I I was thinking if 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 we knew they were going to be single carded, I wouldn't, but I. I kind of agree that it probably won't be out. Amy, you don't, you're not very much into modern, uh, modern three and three quarter anymore, correct? Yeah, I'm I'm in it if it happened on Endor or is Return of the Jedi related, but I'm probably going to pass on all of these. Okay. Um, The uh, Han Solo um, six inch black series figure comes with a Minoc and a gas mask. 
And he comes in a really nice box, like he's stepping out of the Falcon inside the uh, space uh, space slug. Um, very nice packaging. Um, not sure what how much this is gonna go for. The uh, um, thirty four ninety nine. Thirty four ninety nine. That's not too bad. The uh, the three the 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 three and three quarter inch three pack is forty nine ninety nine. So it's less than that. Um, I will probably pass on this and just get the single release figure. I typically don't buy the figures with the extra accessories. Um, but uh, that's me, um, Ryan. Will you be going? You, you go for all of these, right? These. Yeah, I'll find a way to get all of them. Okay. Um, you know, there's there's stuff. Even when I went to the show, I wasn't able to get it there. Uh, just cause that Hasbro line is a pain in the butt to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I bought from scalpers there on the show floor. But, you know, for the most part, I've been able – well, actually everything. I've been able to find at, at least at some point for a decent price um, if if I wasn't able to get it at the regular price. So, yeah, I'm hoping the, the Han isn't as sought after, but I figured because it's Bespin Han Solo, it probably would be a little more popular. Yeah, most pop – I mean, that's – it's arguable, arguably, Empire's the most popular with collectors. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that def- definitely, but I, I have my, I suspect that's the most popular film with a lot of adult collectors. So this, this is going to be hot and hard to get. Um, Matt, I know you're in on this, right? I'll get it. I mean, like I said, it'll be a figure. Maybe I'll even have it on the regular, the regular release beforehand, but mm-hmm. I'll get it regardless. They. they, they they usually, I mean, besides the Minoc, they usually put a little extra into the packaging, and they look nice. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll pick it up on the website. Okay, um, Chris, six inch, really not your thing for the most part. What do you think about yeah, this? Yeah, I've been dabbling in six inch. Mostly, I've been kind of doing armored Imperials, but then anything that hits a low clearance point, I, I, I my standards started to drop. But uh, I'm really, really trying to stop picking up six inches this Han actually looks really great and it's gonna be really hard to resist him when he finally comes out in his regular release but i'm not going to be chasing down a, the special edition mm-hmm. let some other collectors enjoy it yeah uh amy this didn't take place on endor so i'm guessing you're in no yep <laughs> um next we've got this two-pack um centerpiece um with Ray and Kylo Ren on Starkiller Base. It's kind of odd that they went for The Force Awakens. I'm not sure what, what the thinking is on that, but hey. Um, this is retailing at the show for $109.99. Uh, these are not for me. For me, these are statues, and I collect action figures, so this is an easy pass for me. I wouldn't even buy it for half price. Um, Amy, any any interest? <laughs> For you? <laughs> uh, not really. No. No. Um, <clears throat> Matt, what about you? Uh, I'm not interested, but I may get it. Uh, I mean, you know, if it's if it's available on the website, mm-hmm. and I suspect it will be, um, yeah. I'll probably pick it up. I saw the Ray uh, at GameStop this weekend. Um, you know, the individual Ray. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's. Yeah, I don't understand why they're out, you know, where they're pr- promoting it. Well, I mean, I guess we're here applauding Empire Strikes Back, and that movie's almost 40 years old, and so... That's time-tested. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> Force Awakens is, 
it's it's a weird movie to still be putting product out for. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, might have but, more I mean, sense. they look. I opened the Vader. The mm-hmm. Vader looks nice. It's a really cool piece. But like mm-hmm. you, I mean, I don't think of them as figures, even though they they clearly are. And I liked that old Unleashed line. That's the closest thing there too. Yeah. But it's just it's the scene doesn't excite me. You know, yeah. if it were a Vader versus Luke on the Death Star or something, that'd be very cool. But the mm-hmm. scene, it seems like we've done this one before. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, did these uh, things do anything for you? This is one of those where being a completist sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, I like the Centerpiece Collection. I, I wasn't totally on board with these when they were first announced. I do think they're overpriced. I haven't bought the Kylo Ren yet, but I have Luke and, and Vader, and, and they look great. Um, and I, I want to get them, but it seems like this should be more like a $35 item you know, each, so this would be more like a $70 item. Obviously, San Diego always has a little extra premium, so 110 on this is, is a little extra to swallow on that. Um, yeah, I know this is going to be the one that's going to sit there for a while. People aren't going to buy this up because centerpieces sit in general – um, I, I, I almost question myself as to if I should buy this right away when it pops up in Hasbro Toy Shop or if I should wait and see if it gets clearanced out at any point. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, you're not, are you not buying this? Yeah, I was never down with the <laughs> pieces line to begin with. Um, I mean, it's a nice looking scene. I don't get, I'm looking at the Kylo Ren neck and I, I get that the slash goes down, but it, how it's, the, the lower neck piece just looks bizarre. Something's weird about that. Yeah. Uh, um, it looks fine. Um, nothing bad about it, but uh, there's nothing to get me to buy it either. So You're waiting for the Royal Guard centerpiece. Absolutely. You know what it would be great if they did? If they did two Royal Guards laying on the floor and Yoda in the middle. Oh, no, 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 no. We need the elevator scene from Jedi. Luke and Vader oh. coming out of the elevator with guards flanking it. I was going to say, it would just be a royal guard just standing there doing nothing, right? Hey, no, they need they need his action pose where he falls down on the floor after Yoda <laughs> force, force kills him. Royal guards are the Boba Fett of Return of the Jedi. I thought Boba Fett was the Boba Fett of Return no, of the Jedi. Boba Fett was the Boba Fett of The Empire Strikes Back. The, oh, okay. the Revenge he, of the He looks awesome and does nothing. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Royal Guards and Jedi. The Revenge right. of the Sith Royal Guards are the Boba Fett of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> they die. <laughs> they die without a fight. <laughs> does Yoda snap their necks with the Force? Is that what happened? Like I've always thought he just threw him against the wall and knocked him out. Yoda. I mean, for God's sake, he's the Jedi Master. I mean, if anyone's going to take them out with a no effort, it should be him. I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then the uh, Forces of Destiny exclusive is the Chewbacca with the Porg family. Um, I've seen a lot of buzz about these online. Maybe these. I, I think these might be popular. I don't know. I'm not. I, I'm not a Forces of Destiny collector yet. I haven't. None of them have really grabbed me. But the porgs look nice. They're are the they look flocked. At least the babies. Two babies in a nest, and then two adult porgs. Um, Amy, any interest in this? Well, I'm gonna surprise you. I'm I'm gonna try and get this one. If nothing else, Whoa. for Chris. All right. Because I know Chris's daughter really <laughs> loves porgs, so uh-huh. I need to. 
But uh, I love the Forces of Destiny Light. I actually have some of the dolls from it. I'm not going to be a completist on it, but Mm -hmm. I do like the line. And they did promise, perhaps down the line, a, a Princess Nisa, which... I am avidly waiting to get. I so. would I would probably get that one if they did that. Yeah. I also like the A New Hope Leia they did. I just haven't... I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, I don't store. think I've ever seen it either. But uh, if I, I did, I, I that would probably be the one I would pick up if I did see it. Well, the yeah, Endor layer is good. Very good figure, yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um, Matt, you, are you in on these? I only buy these when I see them on clearance, uh-huh. which means I'm a completist on the line. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so, okay. you know, if uh, if this shows up somewhere cheap on the Hasbro toy shop or something, I may pick it up. I mean, I've got the Chewbacca. I got him on clearance at GameStop. Okay. Um, and, I mean, the Porgs alone would not make me buy it. Is there but... any difference with this Chewbacca and the Chewbacca they've already released? Do you know? This this one I has sound know. effects. Oh, sound go. effects. Okay. Well, hey. There you yeah, sound effects. Ryan, you going to get this? Yeah, I will get it. I mean, I I'm not complete on Forces of Destiny. I only have the first wave. I haven't bought any of the second wave stuff, mm-hmm. including Chewbacca. So this would be a way to get Chewy with the extra stuff and all that. Um I think this will be more popular centerpiece. I still think it's going to kind of sit on the website just because all the Forces of Destiny stuff has kind of sat, unfortunately, because there's a lot of cool stuff in that, but they're really not selling all that well, so I kind of expect this to be the same. Yeah, I think if this was just the Porgs, these would sell. You know, just the Porgs That's a possibility, yeah. Especially at a lower like price point. Yeah. 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 But uh, they got to put old Chewy in there. I don't know. I guess he looks okay. Sasquatch Chewbacca. Now, you yeah. put a roasted porg in there. And this flies. <laughs> yeah. Right. Where's the roasted porg? Yeah. Um, okay. And then before we leave the San Diego stuff, I just wanted to mention uh, one other thing that we saw this week. Not not at San Diego. This is something different. Um, Robot Kingdom showed, showed a pre-order for the... Uh, the uh, Vintage Collection Imperial TIE Fighter. Um, this looks like the big full-size TIE Fighter. It also comes with a pilot. Um, it's going to be a Walmart exclusive, which is kind of hit or miss for me. Walmart. They're vehicles I usually find. It's the figures that I usually don't find. Um, if this is the same TIE Fighter we've already got, I will for sure pass on it. I have enough TIE Fighters. Um, Chris, will you be picking up the TIE Fighter? I may actually uh, pick this one up. I skipped all the previous uh, TIE Fighters. I just didn't feel like I had space for it. But mm-hmm. then again, my collection was a lot smaller back then. Now that it's bigger, I feel like I have more space, mm-hmm. uh, ironically. And um, But no, this um, looks beautiful. I'm very curious to hear more details, if they've done some more upgrades to it or not. Yeah, that's what I want to know, too, because that probably will make me decide whether to get it or not. Uh, Matt, you're going to get this. Yeah, I'll, I mean, the fact I'll try to. It's mm-hmm. a Walmart thing, and like you said, that's hit or miss. Yeah. Um, but someday I will find it, and I, you know, when I see it, I'll get it. Uh, Ryan, what is your thought on this uh, Tie Fighter from uh, the Vintage Collection three and three quarter inch scale uh, Tie Fighter? 
I'll, I'll pick it up. I, I actually like the vintage boxes. I recently found a place to put all these uh, vintage boxes in my uh, collection room, and it looks really nice. Um, and you can't have too many TIE Fighters, right? Uh, this looks to be the one that has the ejector seat on it, so it was one of the, the later editions of the Big Wing TIE Fighter. And Walmart's one of the easiest places for me to get anything because it's like the only store anywhere near me that sells Star Wars products. So uh, I shouldn't have too much of a problem getting this. Okay. Um, Amy? A New Hope TIE Fighter? Um, no, probably no. not. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, let's move on to the uh, to the main theme of the show tonight, and that's our continuing uh, discussion overview on Kenner's vintage uh, Star Wars line. We've been doing this for almost over five years now. We are back with Return of the Jedi. We're talking about some of the figures on the 77 back card, which came out probably late 83, early 84. Um, these are the five points of articulation, three and three quarter inch figures. Um, we've got 12 new figures on this card, and we're just going to run down, just get everybody's thoughts on the figure themselves and let's start with ryan and the figure the first figure the first new figure on the card is prune face oh prune face whenever i think of prune face i think of that robot chicken sketch where they made him about to be like a james bond character or something now so (laughs) um mostly because this is such a boring character um i mean i had this figure as a kid i He's interesting. He's got you know a nice cape, uh, a more kind of realistic looking uh, like real world rifle it seems that you know goes around his shoulder. But uh, you know this is one of those guys I thought was one of Jabba's henchmen for a long time, and it turns out nope, he's in the Rebel briefing actually. I did too. I didn't um, know until the '90s he was not part of. Yeah, Jabba's I always I put him in my uh, my Jabba the Hut area. But uh, yeah, I mean. He was all right. I don't think he got a whole lot of play. He my my original one looks uh pretty good now. <laughs> Has pretty tight limbs and everything. So I don't I don't think he did, he got played with very much. But it's if for who, the character, the figure looks pretty good. Okay. Uh, Amy, I'll go to you. What's your uh, what's your thought of Prune Face? Solid figure. Solid figure. Uh, funky Poncho. What mm-hmm. otherwise a solid figure? Did you have this figure when you were a kid? Um, so all of the figures that I would have quote unquote had as a kid would have been the ones my brother had because I didn't have them growing up. Mm-hmm. I didn't get into Star Wars till 95. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have it now. Um, I'm sure, well, I don't think my brother had this one actually. Um, he had more Grimorian guards than anything else. So, uh, no, I don't think he had that one. Okay. Um, Chris, what's your thought on Prune Face? Yeah, I like you guys. I I had actually stepped out of collecting Star Wars by the time he showed up. Um, and so I didn't see him until later as an adult. And I just kind of assumed he was a Jabba guy for a long time until I don't remember when I figured out that he was actually part of the Rebel Briefing. Um, no, a good cape. Uh, the, the body is a very reminiscent of a Rebel Commando. In fact, that would be a pretty cool custom. Uh repaint the, that lower body but um and the rifle seems very oddly out of place it's it feels like a western rifle more than a, a star wars blaster i agree <laughs> yeah um matt 
What about you? Yeah, everything Ryan said. Um, he reminds you know I think of the robot chicken. You know when the faces of Proom, the action goes boom. You know uh, that skit and uh, <laughs> uh, the gun was weird, you know, unique to this, you know, to hit that figure. And I thought he was a Jabba guy because there were so many creatures in the in the Jedi line. You just and I don't remember ever seeing him on Indoor. So you know, I think that was you know probably why I assumed he was a Jabba alien. But yeah, he didn't come da- He didn't come down and uh, dance with the Ewoks like some of the other others did, right? Right. Well, I mean, he's clearly a commando. Yeah. I mean, he's got all the stuff. He was on the. He had to be a part of the team, but we just never saw him down there, or I never saw him. Aren't there images of him in Ewok Village there in the end celebration somewhere? I, I can't picture it. I'm not saying I, there's not. I just don't. I just don't. I don't recall. I seem anything. to remember. It might not have been in the movie, but I, I seem to remember set pictures of it. Amy, when you set up your uh, your Ewok Village dioramas, do you ever include Prune Face? <laughs> you know, I hadn't in the past. But I'm, I'm probably going to now. Okay. Now that I'm more informed, and I and I have seen stock um, costumes photos for this uh-huh. character, and he is holding an Endor cap, one of those Commando caps. Oh. So. That's, That's cool. Telling. Yeah, that, that'd make a cool figure too if they ever wanted to uh, put a, a new prune face out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Costume prune face. <laughs> All right. Um, next, let's move to Klaatu in his second outfit. This is in Skiffguard outfit. Although I thought it was the same character when I was a kid, just switching outfits so he could go on the skiff. I think that it's just Klaatu as a an alien, just with a different one with a, a different outfit on. I don't think it's the same guy. Um, for me, this is kind of a boring looking figure, and the first version of Klaatu is far superior, in my mind. Um Chris, I'll start with you and uh, your thoughts on Klaatu and Skiffguard outfit. Uh, I gotta say, he's probably one of my least favorite of the vintage line. He really did not not much for me as a kid. Um, I had him as a kid. I still have my original. Uh, actually, no, I think I I messed his head up uh, when I was an older kid. Um, but his weapon's really cool. I mean, it's got a lot of details. I don't know if we ever saw this detail of a staff in the movie, but it's it's really quite awesome for this guy so uh at least he's got something going for him <laughs> at least he's got that uh ryan your thought on uh Klaatu in Skiffguard outfit I-, I thought this was a very boring figure it's one i never got as a kid actually um one of those i picked up uh people who've listened to galaxy toys for a long time know i've talked uh, fondly of a toy store uh, near where i grew up called arnie's discount toys and when i was in high school in the 90s uh, they still had a whole, like a whole bin full of Skiffguard Klaatus in Kenner baggies there. Um, now this was a store that would have like Japanese import Transformers and stuff like that. And so somehow they got all these stuff, and it was still there like in '92, '93. And um, I want to say it was just a couple bucks for one. That's when I finally bought one. But I never had it as a kid because yeah, the regular Klaatu was fine for me. I thought this was a very boring figure. So. <laughs> um matt your thoughts on Klaatu? uh yeah i mean boring boring outfit um 
not much more. I mean, it, it's accurate. I mean, you see the photos of the character, and I mean, that's what his outfit looked like. So I'm not going to fault Kenner for that. Um, I, I had him. I think I got him. I think was he one of the pack-ins with one of the Job of the Hut dungeons? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's. I mean, that, I would have got him regardless, but I'm sure that that's where I. I did get him, and I only had one of them. And for Jedi figures, for some reason, especially like the creatures and the army builders, I'd usually end up with one or two. I mean, two or three, depending mm-hmm. on the figure. And I only got one of this guy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, not too exciting. Yeah. Uh, Amy? Uh, nothing super special. Um, <laughs> I don't think my brother had this one, and I think I got this more recently, you know, because I'm trying to finish off what he had. Um, but as far as figures goes, probably not one of my favorite vintage figures. Yeah. Doesn't seem to be anybody's favorite. Poor Kletu. Hey, Your favorite Star Wars figure post on the Galaxy of Toys Facebook page. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite? Uh, Jason, let me cut in for a second. I was just uh, screaming through uh, Return of the Jedi, and you do see uh, Pruneface at the Ewok celebration. He's over there kind of grooving by himself by a campfire while um, Nine-Nub's going in for a hug. Wow. Thank you for looking into that, because that would have bugged me. And I kind of feel <laughs> dumb that I didn't know that. Yeah, like, I just I... did a Google search for, like, images from the film, and I didn't even see that. So yeah. now i got to watch the movie again. I, I just gave you uh, the image there on our chat. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Glad to update my display now. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's another shot that he's in. Because there's another shot where you see Nine Up going in for a hug with one of the other rebel pilots, and he's in the background, kind of just grooving out by a campfire. All right. Nine, well, that... Nine Nub is now known as the hugger. Talk about <laughs> background character. Looking at that image, I mean, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it could be worse. It could be Zuvio. Oh, there's another one too. Oh, yeah. Could be worse. Yeah, there's. Wow. <laughs> well, way to go. He survived. He lived. So we can get a spinoff movie. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe he'll show up to help out Nine Nub in uh, episode nine. Yeah, they could. Uh, they could team up. Um, next, we're going to move on to everybody's favorite droid, 8D8. Chris, I'll start with you and your thoughts on 8D8. Well, I know he wasn't super popular at the time. I remember him being a, a, a peg warmer, but he's not that bad. He actually looks like he belongs out of the uh, droid factory set because some of those parts, his legs and his arms, are very reminiscent of some of the parts that were in that set. Um. I kind of like him. He's kind of creepy looking, and uh, yeah, he's good stuff. All right. Uh, Ryan, your thought on 8D8? Yeah, I mean, it's a well-done figure for what it is. The the character is very kind of skeletal looking, and I thought Kenner did a really good job making this one. Yeah, it was very common, but I think all of us, you know, almost everybody who was buying figures at the time had him, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what more can you have? So you you got a figure that tortures another figure. Why not buy that one? <laughs> The torturer. Yes. Yep. Um, Matt, your thought on AD8? Um, yeah, he's fine. I mean, he's a good representation, I guess. But, I mean, I was looking, and uh, I think he's the modern 
re-sculpt of him from the Power of the Force 2 line is almost exactly the same figure. I mean, I think that the torso piece and some and a couple others are are in fact the same mold. Mm-hmm. So I guess that says good things about the sculpt in 1983 that you know 17 uh, 14 years later they decided to to reuse it. Although mm-hmm. I think it was a peg warmer each time. Uh, yeah. But I mean that's just because you know it's like most kids would look at it and go who is this guy? So yeah, you know. If if it can look like I agree that it looks like it could be from the droid factory in '79, and then was still being used 20 years later and looked fine then, I guess it's a timeless character. Mm-hmm. I really like the uh, more than the figure itself. I really like the photo they used on the card, on the Jedi card. Uh, he really looks evil. Like his face to me looks pretty evil. Um, I know he's just doing his job by torturing that droid. Probably nothing personal. But uh, he does look pretty evil. Um, I had 88. I think I got him from a JCPenney mail-away. I got, like, uh, a friend and I went in together, and I think we ordered, like, a 10-pack from JCPenney, and we split the figures up. And uh, I didn't really like 88. In fact, uh, a year after I got him, one of my neighbors who was younger than me asked if he could have him like he just uh, he just asked if he could have the figure and i said sure and the last time i ever saw my 88 was uh, my neighbor kid playing with him outside and i never saw him again um so i guess i didn't really care about 88 um <laughs> amy do you have any childhood memories or stories of 88 uh, this is one my brother didn't have but Back when I started collecting in 95, he actually bought me the Power of the Force 2 version, mm-hmm. um, which I have, you know, always kind of appreciated just for that, him buying me one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a solid figure as, as a droid goes. You know, it's it's not a bad figure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on, we have another another uh, another skiff guard, Nick Toe. I think he's just a little bit more interesting than Klaatu in Skiffguard outfit. I wouldn't say he's that much more interesting, but he's a little more colorful. This guy's just a so-so bottom tier figure for me. Um, Chris, what do you think about Nikto? Um, no, I think he's a pretty good figure. The, my biggest complaint, I've got to say, is he can barely hold his staff. Um, his hand is, at least on mine, is so tiny that it barely squeezes in there and holds. But other than that, good detailing, um, got some armor. Um, the other notable thing is he has the same weapon as Yakface, and uh, as a result, uh, his prices have started to climb because of his, the weapon he carries. So people are buying Nikto's just to get the weapon. They yes. Don't, they don't really care about Nikto. Um, you don't love me. You love me for I, my weapon. You're a completionist. You're getting both, but you're probably making <laughs> two Nikto's for that weapon. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, Matt, I'll jump to you on Nikto. Nice color palette. I mean, that's about all I can say about him. I mean, he's, <laughs> you know, that light blue uh, tunic of his is, I always, even as a kid, I thought, well, this is a different color for a Star Wars figure. So, you know, face sculpt is, is fine. It's sufficiently Jabba-ish, but I mean... We got so many Java aliens. After a while, I just stopped really caring about them. Um, 
you know, I, I was more into troops and, you know, characters with names that I knew and that had lines. So I probably didn't do too much with him as a, as a kid, mm-hmm. but he's an, it's an interesting, again, it's a well-made figure by 83. Kenner knew how to make figures. And, you know, this one looks pretty good. It, the, the days of the Cantina aliens with, you know, the weird color <laughs> choices and all that are, you know, long gone. Yeah, nobody's wearing, like, pajamas or uh, whatever the... Yeah. the, the One-piece one bikinis. Piece and, yeah. yeah, they were done <laughs> making up things. Yeah. Um, Amy, do you have uh, any thoughts you have on Nikto? Well, it's a decent likeness, and, you know, I agree with Matt. The color palette's not bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> not not too much to say on this one. <laughs> and finally, Ryan. Uh, I had him as a kid. Um, I, not much I can say other than what everybody else has said. Uh, probably one of the few figures with, like, pastel colors, right? So it's yeah. uh, about it. Okay. Next, we have Wicket W. Warwick. Warwick, sorry, Warwick. Amy, I'll start with you. This is a great figure. Possibly one of the best figures, but in having some prior conversations, I I might have to change my mind. You'll have to find out later what I think the best figure is, but we'll be talking about it later. All right. Um, it's, It's more of a sentimental thing with me. Like, my brother had this one, and every time he was off and not playing with Star Wars figures, I would sneak in and, and take the Wicket and play with it. So um, I now have that Wicket in my collection, and I've gotten a couple more. You know, any, anytime I see a, a Wicket figure that's less than 10 bucks, I'll buy it. So, Yeah. Um, Chris, what is your thoughts on Wicket? Oh, he's a good figure. I'm pretty sure, though, he was one of the last ones I ever got, because mine is just about as dead mint as they get. I somehow managed to lose the spear, so I did play with him a little bit, but the the base figure that I had is just spot on. He's a great representation of the character. Um, I I like that they really shortened him, um, give that he walks a a nice variation in height. Um, Yeah. He's a good figure. And a very nice looking card back. Yeah, for sure. Um, Matt, your thought on Wicket? Um, it's a great figure. Like, I mean, a good representation of the character. He's the most important Ewok in the movie. I know when I came out of seeing the movie in 83, that was, I wanted to know why they had given us the. Chief Chirpa and Logre instead of Wicked. It was sort of like coming out of Empire and wondering where's the Yoda figure because um, he was clearly important above those other guys, and I didn't know why you know he didn't come out for a significant amount of time. Uh, but you know when he did, it was you know spot on. I didn't know, and I still I don't know why he got a last name. I mean, even though I mean I know why it's Warwick, but that struck me as weird at the time as sort of a weird, especially knowing that that was the actor's name. I thought it was a weird mixture of the universes, but uh, I mean, I know there's some hypotheses hypotheses that it might have something to do with that documentary that Warwick Davis did at the time, or, or maybe it was just the decision made by Kenner, but that was weird, but it didn't detract from the figure. So, you know, it's one of the better ones in this wave. That's for sure. Yeah. Ryan, what's uh, what is your thoughts on the uh, Wicket figure? Uh, absolutely one of my favorite figures from the the old line. Uh, 
at the time this came out, I had an allowance of about a dollar a week. Actually, exactly a dollar a week. I got a dollar for cleaning my room each week. And um, Wicket and Tebow came out about the same time. And uh, where I lived, Edwards Air Force Base, uh, a figure cost $1.99. So it was $2 figures. There was no tax on the base. So I had to save up for two weeks to get a figure. Well, I bought both him and Tebow at the same time. So it was actually four weeks to get both these figures. I was so excited to get them. I remember singing a song while I was going to get them. I had to have an adult with me because it was on a base to get them. But uh, Wicket, it's such a great sculpt uh, for the figure. I loved the character in the movie. Absolutely one of my favorites. When I was a kid, I during the summers, I would sometimes pick blueberries and save up money that way to buy figures. And I remember saving up like $8, and my aunt drove me and my cousins out to Sears. And I picked out um, Wicket and the Emperor, and I was so excited. And my cousin, who's a little bit younger than me, also got the Wicket figure. And I remember he, uh, before we got in the car to head back home, he... For some reason, put his wicket on the bumper of the car and forgot to uh, grab him before my aunt left. And I remember we got back and my cousin was devastated because he had lost his wicket. I, I'll never forget how upset he was. Um, I don't even know if kids care that much about action figures to get devastated over losing one. But back in the 80s, it was devastating if you would lose a figure, especially on the first day. Um, so that is my memory of Wicked. I agree he's a great figure. I, I like that he is so small. I think it really, really brings out, um, what his, what he was like in the movie. Um, sometimes I've wondered if they should have just given him one extra accessory or something, because he is so small, just to put the value there. But I can't really think what they would pack in with him. Like, what else would come with Wicked? Nothing really comes to mind. Ewok Ned or something? That'd mm-hmm. be cheap throw in there maybe maybe but anyways i like him i would i think he's worth it even as even even being that small um so definitely a good figure um next on the list we have another fan favorite the rancor keeper ryan we'll go to you oh boy rancor keeper here's an exciting figure right uh i bet we all had him um, you know, yeah, I had him. Uh, I always wondered about the headpiece he has on. It's removable, and it came off really easily. Somehow I always uh, kept that. But why was that removable, or why did it need to be removable? As much as I loved removable helmets and pieces like that, this just didn't, never stayed on the figure. You know, you look at a lot of the other helmets uh, for figures. They stayed on uh, really, really well, but this... You know, you turned it over and it fell right off, and you got this bald, fat guy there, and uh, it's not all exciting. But uh, I mean, not an exciting figure, pretty good likeness for the character. But uh, yeah, um, not not a not a great figure for a kid in some ways, I guess. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on Rancor Keeper? Um, maybe the figure I played with least as a kid. I never had a Rancor mm-hmm. for him to keep. Um, I think he's most notable for the quasi gaffy stick weapon that he's got. Um, which again, I think that's, that's probably unique to him and, you know, talking about their, uh, how they'd uh, manage to, uh, perfect sculpts and get a lot of detail into figures. I applaud them for their 
uh, accurate portrayal of this guy's back fat. So, <laughs> you know, that's that's the sort of detail that you expect from today's modern, you know, yeah, yeah, vintage collection stuff. Uh, Chris, any love for the Rancor Keeper? I will give respect to the sculptors. They did a fine job sculpting. Um, but, yeah, this is one I never had as a kid, and he's not very exciting. Um, I'm just looking at the card art here, and it looks like just airbrushed. It's, it looks like a, uh, a costume study. It's like, yep, that's what the Rancor Keeper looked like, and there's the figure right next to it. I don't know how they didn't somehow get a picture of a Rancor in with him. That would have been awesome and, and really pumped up at least a carded figure of him. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, not a lot of love for the, the Rancor Keeper, but, you know, what can you say? Amy, when you inherited your brother's collection, did he have a Rancor Keeper? He did, yeah. And I only recently got a Rancor to go with it, so now my com- collection's complete <laughs> for Rancors. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything to add on this one? You know, it it occurs to me that his staff kind of looks like one of those walkers with the little tennis balls on the bottom of it. (laughs) Kind of, it's got the little assists. Get off my lawn, you know, leave my Rancor alone. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Rancor Keeper must not have been very popular because I bought a carded one in, uh, mid-2000s for like $15 and it was a nice card. So there must be a lot of carded samples out there. Of course, mine has the yellowed bubble, like a lot of Return of the Jedi carded figures do. But still, I got them really cheap. So this guy uh, probably hasn't collected much value over time. Um, Is he essential? Should they have made the Rancor Keeper? I'm trying to think why I would have rather had them make for Return of the Jedi. Um, Yarna? Yarn, yeah, maybe... (laughs) Muff Gerard. Yeah, yep. Um, I would have liked. Uh, I don't know who. Mon Mothma. Of course, that would be that would have been a good one. Or Leia in her um, Jabba slave outfit would have been cool too. I can think of I can think of other figures they probably should have made instead of Rancor Keeper. Although I guess if you had a Rancor, you know, you need the Keeper. I guess someone to cry. Oh, someone so to cry bad. over. What's that, Chris? I was going to say, just a proper uh, open flap uh, Death Star Jedi, Luke. Yeah. So there he is. Um, The next figure is the Emperor. This was originally a mail-away figure. Um, I didn't mail away from him. I got him uh, summer of 84, along with my Wicket figure. This is one of my all-time favorite vintage figures. I'm not sure it looks that much like the Emperor. kind of does, but not... You know, if you look at it closely, you start to think it doesn't really look like the Emperor. But I still love this figure. Um, Ryan, I will start with you on the Emperor. Uh, this is a figure I got as a mail-away. I think I got every mail-away they did from Forlom on. And uh, so I had to have him. And I loved the figure. I thought it was really great. This is one of those first versions of that kind of pantsuit-looking thing where they take the robes and divide it down for the legs to move, which looks really funky. Even as a kid, you thought it was a little silly. But uh, it was, for you know designing for this character, I thought it looked great. And it came with the perfect accessory, right? Just a cane. And, uh, you know, I think we all got him. And 
and it looked really good, especially for the time. Did you get yours uh, mail away, or did you get him on the card? I got my mail away. Okay. Um, Matt, next to you. Also got him on the mail away. I think I got it. Yeah. I mean, I know I got him on the mail. I did all the mail aways. He's a, um, at the time, I didn't really care. thought he was sort of boring. Um, now I actually, you know, have, you know, Emperor is sort of one of my sub focuses. So, you know, I really appreciate, you know, this, the, the job they did on this figure. It's a character that they have always had real trouble making a good figure of. And I mean, the fact that this was, and it remains one of the best ones they've done. I mean, only this, this one that just came out in the three pack is very good could be the best one they've done but until then this was nearly as good as as most of the ones that have come since so give him some credit for that it's a it's a simple figure but you know the detail on his robe with the you know uh, with the the belt and whatnot it's they they, they nailed it so and again a, a major character that i came out wondering where the figure was and we had to wait almost a year you know for them to get around to making them mm-hmm um chris the emperor yeah no i loved him uh great figure i got him as a mail away i never saw the carded figure which is just the card art is one of the best behind the royal guard but it is a fantastic uh uh card back um no good detailing um one of the best representations we've ever gotten of the emperor up until very recently um the same pack that um Matt was talking about. Um, now he's a good figure. Amy, what do you think about the Emperor figure? I think it's a good figure, too. I, I got it in the mid-90s at an antique mall used, and uh, still missing the paint on his nose and his hands, but I thought it was always great how he held the staff um, pretty well, and uh, just a good sinister-looking figure. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, next on the list is Han Solo trench coat, the, uh, coat he wore on Endor. Um, Ryan, I'll start with you. What is your thought on this Han Solo figure with the trench coat? I know there's a lot of people who disagree with me on this one, but this is my favorite Han Solo action figure for vintage uh, stuff. Uh, I know a lot of people think Bespin is the best one, but probably because I didn't have a Bespin Han and as a kid also uh, contributed to this, but I love his trench coat. It's perfect. Uh, none of the uh, modern equivalents have uh, done a trench coat near as good. Uh you know this and another figure we're talking about you know, a little later. I, I think we're just perfect renditions of the the characters that represent for major characters. And um, I guess this is one of my favorites. I, if I could buy a ton of them, I would. I, that's how much I like this figure. Um, one of my favorite all-time vintage figures, as well as my favorite vintage Han Solo figure. All right, uh, Chris, what is your thought on the Han Solo trench coat figure? No, I like him a lot. I, I, honestly, I think he's probably one of the best uh, face sculpts we ever got of uh, or likenesses of Harrison Ford in the vintage era. Um, uh, the costume is great. Uh, you kind of got the trench coat. You take the trench coat off. You've got a, a nice sculpted figure underneath. Um, my favorite's probably the Bespin, but this is a, a very solid, very good Han. Also comes with that black blaster, which it's a blue or the the weird. Uh, Bestman one they gave him for Empire. Um, no, I, I like him a lot. He's a very good figure. 
Um, so is he? Is this? What do you? Who's your go-to Han Solo figure? Would it be this one? If you had to just pick one. No, uh, the Bespin. The Bespin. Okay. Even though I think the head sculpt's better on this, I just mm-hmm. I find um, it's it's more iconically Han. I I feel like Empires. So. Okay. All right. Um, Matt, we'll go to you. Um, you know, I'm not as taken by this figure as, uh, others apparently, but I, I, I guess I just didn't play with them a lot. I mean, I thought that the trench coat was a little sort of stiff. And if you look at, you know, I've still got the figure, you know, on, on my wall and he's still pretty much wrapped in it the way you would have seen him on the shelf. I didn't really realize what the figure looked like underneath the trench coat until I was doing the research for the show and the figure underneath is much more interesting to me than the trench coated, you know, version of him. So I may pick up another one just to get rid of the trench coat and, you know, use him as just Han Solo. Cause that look, you know, looks mm-hmm. like a really good figure from the reference, but yeah, I mean, he's fine. The head sculpt's fine. As far as Han Solo figures go, I, I suspect he's a pretty uh, adequate representative for return of the Jedi. Yeah, and now who is your go-to Han Solo figure in the vintage line? Hoth. Hoth Han. Absolutely. Wow. Hoth Han, really? Yeah, really. I, I, I played with him a lot. He was the only figure that I played with so much, I sort of like ruined him mm-hmm. and had to get a new one. So, yeah, I don't know why, but clearly that was the one I... I mean, apart from the original... You know, Han Solo, because when I was, that was probably the, you know, 1978, 79, I was playing with toys a lot more than I was, mm-hmm. you know, that was like second, third grade. Right. So, you know, the original Han's probably the one I played with the most, but in re- the Hoth Han was the one that I liked best. Okay. Uh, Amy, what is your thought on Han Solo in trench coat? Well, his, his trench coat's a little stiff and a little oversized, but other than that, I think it's a solid figure. Um, and considering the time it, for soft goods item, it's it's pretty good actually. Um, and and I'm tempted to find another one so I can display it without the the coat. Mm-hmm. Um, and who is your go-to uh, vintage Han Solo figure out of all of them? It ha- it'd have to be this one. I'm, okay, you know fill out my Endor display. Endor's so. thing. Okay. Yep. Guilty. Um, yeah. I liked this guy a lot. I remember getting him thinking he was pretty cool. I love that he had his Han Solo blaster back um, after that Bespin solo with the with that weird Bespin guard pistol that he came with, which disturbed me. I think if I had to pick my definitive Han, it would be large head Han from Star Wars, the first one, um, A New Hope. That's my favorite Han Solo figure. That's the one I had as a kid. Oh, yeah, I had that one as a kid too. But I don't understand why people don't like that figure. I never knew about the small head until I was an adult, and I instantly loved it better than no. the big. He yeah. always that always bothered me. No, I had the small, small head. Small head. I had the small head as a kid. It looks and like when I learned about the large head in the nineties, I still think he looks like a freak. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah, it's hard for me to accept that people think the small head one is superior. It's just they're both it's, not great. It's hard oh. to accept. Uh, I don't like either one. <laughs> <laughs> me neither, Ryan. Me oh, neither. I always thought large head. I never large head Han. He looks 
goofy, and no. small head is like a little pinhead. I, I never liked either. I used, either I used the large head Han so much as a kid. His the the paint wore off his 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 head, all his hair, you know, oh, yeah. was gone. He was worn to death too. Oh, it was so yeah. I somehow that big bulbous head just managed to hang on. <laughs> yeah. I got a pile oh. of headless Vaders in my old kid supply. It's such a great figure. Ugh. I love that. At my, I just have, I'm. It's just, it's sentimental. It's nostalgia, but I love that figure. Um, okay, where, where are we next? Okay, next is probably my favorite Ewok figure, Tebow. This was the one that got the most use from me when I was a kid because Tebow is ready for battle. Tebow's ready to fight the Empire. Tebow is ready to take them all on by himself. I absolutely loved Tebow when I was a kid. Probably, I had a few Ewoks, but this is the one I really played with a lot. Um, Amy, you're the, you are the Ewok fanatic of the group. What is your thought on the Tebow action figure? Well, I like Tebow for a couple reasons. One, he's got the horn, so you know he can alert all the other Ewoks, hey, Check out what's going on down at the the party over here. Uh, to the axe, <clears throat> really cool tool. But probably most importantly, that headpiece is awesome. It's that little pig snout mask, and and it's not only is it injected in the tan, but it's painted green and white. And so few of the um, Ewok headpieces had paint on them. So this figure. It's pretty cool. Um, the, the accessories that it has with it is really what makes it pop. Yeah. Um, Chris, your thoughts on Tebow? I don't know. For some reason, he's just never spoken to me really well. I mean, something about his kind of almost bluish appearance just felt really wrong. The headdress, like Amy said, it's got multiple layers of painting. It's got this phenomenally sculpted pig-like creature. You got the horn. Uh, with lots of detailing on it, it is battle axe, but uh, I don't know. Just I always felt like it was like a repaint of Logray or something. But it, even though he's not, I mean, he's got a different face sculpt. But I don't know. Hmm. He's just he he never really did it for me. Well, okay. Uh, Ryan, your thought on Tebow? <laughs> uh, I've always liked Tebow. Like I said earlier, I got him with Wicket. Uh, I remember I'd always display him on top of one of those tree pieces in the, in the Andor village because he had the horn, so he had to be up there to uh, alert all the Ewoks when danger was coming. Um, and I know people will, will ask for it. I, I said there was a song earlier I sang when going to get these, and I do remember that song. And it was like, Wicket W. Warwick and Tebow, you know, so <laughs> just, just so people can hear that, yeah. But uh, I was excited to get him. The, the cool thing about both him and Wicket is they have kind of a more friendly face, whereas both Chirpa and Logre have mean teeth-gritting faces, I guess, to show the fierceness of the Ewoks rather than how cuddly they are. So here we get uh, much nicer-looking Ewoks. Even though in the movie, Tebow is probably one of the meaner Ewoks there is. He's the one, you know, right there jabbing at the heroes and, and ready to go. Obviously, he probably killed that pig on his head. So, uh, But the, the nice thing is here, we also get a, an Ewok where you can clearly pick him out in the movie because of that headdress. It's, it's mm -hmm. very simple to see. So you remember him from the movie. Um, Matt, your uh, your thoughts on Tebow? I like um, I like him. I mean, as far as the Ewoks go, 
you know, he and low gray stood out because they were sort of that taller, longer body. All the others seem to have the same sort of round teddy bear body, but low gray and Tebow were taller and they had the stripes. They both had cool headpieces. So, you know, he was cool. Like, I mean, I, I really liked the headdress. I, I didn't notice until later that, you know, there, there were colors of paint and whatnot, like Amy was saying. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's one of the few Ewoks that I can point at and say that's Tebow. I mean, that I know his name as opposed to Ramba and all the others, which just sort of blend together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. The only, you know what, I just thought about this. The only problem I do have with Tebow is, I don't know if this is on everyone's, but mine has a hard time holding his stone axe that he comes with. He has a hard time keeping a grip on it. And I don't know if that's just my figure or if they're all like that. But that would be my only knock against Tebow. Other than that, he's he's awesome. Moving along, the ATST driver... And his tiny little pistol he comes with, which mine would have been lost before I got home. This is a pre-lost accessory. <laughs> uh, uh, Chris, I'll start with you on the ATST driver. Yeah, this I mean, I, I had only my last five Star Wars figures were out of this line. And this is one of the ones that I didn't have, but I remember one of my friends having and I really wanted it. I know he's not the most exciting but there's just something about him I really liked. I had the ATST. He would have gone beautifully in it. And um, boy, if you're a collector of these, trying to put these together nowadays, that weapon is just—it's not as bad as the black version, which is just horrendous to get your hands on. But uh, this blue one is tiny, and it came with three figures, and it just—yeah, I don't know—it's <laughs> hard one to get your hands on and not lose. Um, Matt, your thought on the ATST driver? I liked him. I had a couple of them. He was a Imperial trooper, so I wanted to have a bunch of them. I wanted to put them in my at sat and drive them around, and you know, that's you know, I liked that was I really liked that vehicle. You know, I I was excited when they came out with it back mm-hmm. in the Empire line. So to finally have the proper guy to to drive him, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Matt, and did you say I, I at sat? Have, yeah, I said at sat. <laughs> I think you know, the thing was an ad at, so this was an ad sat. I've but, never, okay. other than you, Matt, I've never heard anyone say that. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a weirdo. So, <laughs> but I did. I mean, as a kid, that's what I called it. So, and then I guess maybe eventually I called it the Scout Walker, just mm-hmm. because maybe I was a little self-conscious, but <laughs> I, I didn't have a problem saying at sat. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ryan, your thoughts on the AT-SAT driver? Um, <laughs> he's not, like, the most exciting character, um, but it's a well-done figure of that character. It's it's another Imperial. I like, like, the logo on the shoulder. It's pretty cool. And it was nice to finally get uh, a driver for the ATST. I know on the Empire boxes, it just showed uh, an AT-SAT driver uh, for them. But uh, here uh, we finally get the ATST driver, and we saw these guys plenty in the movie, far more than we ever saw AT-AT drivers in Empire Strikes Back. So um, it was, uh, like I said, it's a decent figure, just not all that exciting. Yeah, I think, uh, like you mentioned, the the Imperial logos on the side. I think that saves the figure from being completely boring. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, oh, and I'll say that this figure now has added relevance because the helmet is the same helmet that Han Solo is wearing in Solo it's when they're on Midbond. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's the one he puts on in Jedi when they're faking out the Imperials. Yeah, yeah. For that great time when Han Solo dresses an ATST driver. Now, does he know, just don't... put the does he just put the helmet on, or does he dress up like an ATST driver? I'm sure that's driver? all he did. Yes. Because the <laughs> the, what the figure us, they made decades later, he's completely dressed up as an ATST driver. Yeah. Right. Well, I guarantee yeah. you, Harrison Ford didn't get in that whole outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was probably like, no, yeah. I... <laughs> Um, Amy, any fond memories of the ATST driver? None, none. <laughs> and I, I got one for my ATST, and that's memories? about it. But you know that you're right. The logo on the side of the shoulder is probably the only thing that keeps it barely interesting. Yeah, barely. Yeah, I think that's a good word for this figure. Barely interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Can we get that blown up on the card like those Revenge of the Sith, you know, highlights where it would say like Wookiee Rage and right. there you oh, go. Yeah. Barely, barely interesting. Barely interesting. <laughs> right. Ow, with Imperial Cog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he okay. and the uh, Death Star Gunner, the two that have that Imperial Cog on their shoulders. So yeah, yeah. But the Death Star Gunner is cool because he's got a cool helmet. Well, yes, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good app, uh, paint app for back then, though. It is. It's very good. It's pretty amazing they were able to do that. Um, okay, next we go from the bottom of the pile to the top. Uh, Princess Leia Organa in combat poncho. Um, Matt, I'm going to start with you on this on this one. Um, again, another figure that I never knew what was like under the poncho, like Han and Trenchcoat. I never took her poncho off because it was pretty good. It was one of the, you know, they had gotten some good soft goods by this point. Like the emperor's Royal guard was going to be good soft goods. And this one, the poncho looked nice and appropriate and, you know, made it look like the figure from the movie. And the fact that the helmet came off was, I thought awesome. I mean, it was, you know, at, at this point I was hoping we'd get more and more figures with removable helmets and, uh, they didn't really deliver a lot of that, but uh, great sculpt. You look underneath, and you've got the Leia General uh, figure going on, so you're really sort of getting two for the price of one if if that's what you want to do. But mm-hmm. and again, that small small blaster. Yeah, that I managed to keep hold of, but a lot of people didn't. It, it actually, to me, it seems more appropriate for Leia since that's kind. Of, it looks similar to the one she actually had in the movie. Right. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Uh, Chris, what's your uh, thought on Princess Leia Organa and Combat Poncho? I love this figure. Um, You're getting two figures in one. You're getting the Leia General. You're getting the Leia Endor. Um, Boy, as a kid, I don't know how they kept their parts together. I mean, once you take that belt off, I'd imagine it would be really hard for a kid to get that back on. That weapon, again, it's tiny, easily lost, but another removable helmet. She got two removable helmets in the Jedi line, which is just awesome. Um, the poncho looks fantastic. This is a great figure, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy? This is probably my favorite figure from the vintage line, and I have, like, four or five of them. Um, 
it's just a solid figure all around. The helmet, I love to display it as the Endorlea poncho with the helmet, without the helmet with the poncho, and without the helmet or the poncho. And um, all of the different add-ins on this figure are incredible. Like, you got a gun, a belt, a poncho, and a helmet. I mean, look back at ATST driver. He's got a gun. So, yeah. ADA didn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back up just a little bit. Matt, what would be your definitive prince? What's your go-to Princess Leia for the vintage line? Um, Bespin. Bespin. Okay. Uh, Chris, your go-to uh, Leia figure for the vintage line. Uh, from when I was a kid, probably Hoth Leia. Hoth Leia. Or Bush Leia. Okay. Um, Amy, since you have so many of these, I'm thinking this one. And or Leia, yeah. Okay. Um, to Ryan, your thoughts on uh, Princess Leia Organa and Combat Bonds. This is probably also uh, my favorite vintage figure. Um, I loved it when I got it. Princess Leia was one of my favorite characters from the movie, and this had it all. Like like everybody said, it had the poncho, the belt, the helmet, and the gun, and it was all removable. Um, I, honestly, I I took the belt and poncho off, put it back on as a kid, had no problem. I do remember uh, I had this in third grade, and uh, I took it to school, and I lost the helmet by this like stump oh. in the schoolyard during recess. And my parents and I went back after school and searched the area, and we actually found the helmet. Oh, that and, must have been a great feeling. Yes, and I still have that today. I still have that, that figure. Um, this was definitely my go-to Leia figure. Um, weirdly enough, when I played as a kid, I had this big Tonka ambulance um, that had been my brother's. And uh, even though I had a Millennium Falcon, most of my heroes rode around in this ambulance for some reason. And so I'd have, like, Luke Jedi, Leia Endor, Han Endor, and Lando, for some reason, was always – there's a little gurney in there. that He was always on that, him or 3PO. Um, but uh, they, they rode around in this ambulance rather than the Millennium Falcon, but this was definitely my go-to Leia. Okay. Um, this was one of the one of the last figures I think I bought as a kid. I love this figure like everyone else. Um, it irritated me that Luke, the, uh, the poncho Luke that came out the next year, did not have a uh, removable helmet. And to this day, I'm still um, wondering why they didn't do the same with Luke that they did with Leia. Maybe they thought kids were losing the helmets too easily. I don't know. Um, but this is it seemed a, like it'd be really easy too. They could just take a head from a Jedi Luke. And yeah. Put him on. Yeah. But yeah, this this Leia figure is phenomenal. Um, but I would say my go-to Leia was Bespin Leia. That's the one I used the most when I was a kid. But still, this is a great figure. All right, well, we've got one figure left off the 77 back, and that is the B-Wing Pilot. Uh, Ryan, I'll start with you on the B-Wing Pilot. <laughs> uh, my apologies to Stephen Danley out there, but this is a boring <laughs> figure. Um, I, I don't know if it's the design or what, but that helmet sculpt, on, the head sculpt on this figure just looks really weird because it's kind of like a, a melon head, if you will, with the way the helmet looks on him, and I always thought that just looked really strange, and the face, the way the face is painted on there, it was just an odd figure. I had one as a kid. I, I'm pretty sure this is a, a was a pretty big peg warmer. Everybody had one, uh, but uh, 
I, you know, I never had a B-Wing, so he didn't have any place to go as far as that. I know I played with him because I found, like, pieces of dried Play-Doh in, in his chest piece because I was, like, playing with Play-Doh with my figures. But, uh, yeah, not that exciting of a figure. Um, since we've had modern counterparts, I could see how cool B-Wing pilot could be. Uh, just something about that head sculpt always bothered me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, your thoughts on the B-Wing pilot? Yeah, I don't have a lot of love for the B-Wing pilot. He's one that I never had. I was already out by that time. Um, the head is, again, it's totally bizarre. It, it makes me think of either a football or Stewie from the Family Guy. <laughs> Stewie corrupts become a B-Wing pilot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's cool silver detailing on his chest plate, and it was nice to get another, finally get a, another um, Rebel pilot other than the X-Wing Luke we had. had. Um, but, yeah, it just... It didn't do much for me, so and he's got that tiny little weapon too. Yeah, you know why the tiny little weapon? Why not like a rebel blaster, like the kind that Han came with? Like, why would they go to this this little tiny? It's probably little... easy and cheap since they had the mold. It would use yeah. the less, least plastic. Yeah, one. they were just pumping out a lot. Yeah, at this for this wave, I guess. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, Matt, what's your thought on the B wing pilot? He's a pilot uh, for a vehicle that I didn't have. Uh, so, you know, I had him. I thought he was fine. Um, I probably had a, if you had asked me to differentiate him from the A-wing pilot in the next wave, I probably wouldn't have been able to tell him apart, you know, which one was which. So, but, you know, the helmet is weird. I, I didn't see it until everyone started mentioning it here. But, yeah, it's a... It's a little off, but the chest detailing's fine, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Gets the job done. Yeah. Um, Amy, your thoughts uh, on it, the B-Wing pilot? It's colorful. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of the first vintage carded figures I got, and I got it in the mid-90s for <clears throat> you know, like next to nothing, 15 bucks, whatever. Um, and I still have it carded, but I don't really collect vintage carded figures. Um, and I, I'm sure it was affordable because, you know, it was a, a kind of a peg warmer at the time and it probably wasn't super popular. And there's probably a ton that you can find that are carded, um, comparative to other carded figures. It's probably not too rare. Yeah. The, um, good thing about this guy not being, uh, hard to find is that extra blaster you can get if you lost your Leia, Leia's blaster or the ATST driver's blaster. Because it's the same color plastic, right? These three from this wave had the same kind of bluish yep. uh, blaster. Mm-hmm. And then it's the next wave that has the same blaster, but it's in the black plastic, right? From the 85 yeah, figures. Right. And those are the ones that are, are nearly impossible. Those are like hen's teeth. Yeah, the A-Wing and the uh, uh, Death Star Gunner have the black indoor yeah. blaster. Yeah. Um, I... S- we'll get to the A-Wing pilot eventually, but uh, my A-Wing pilot, unfortunately has one of these blue blasters, these B-Wing pilot blasters. So I... I'll spare mine. Mine doesn't have any, so... All right. So, well, I see. <laughs> so at some point, I want to get a black version of this blaster. Chris, what's your estimate on the price of just the blaster if it was in the black plastic right now? $100 minimum. Ugh. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. I think uh, complete Death Star Gunners are starting to push uh, close to $200. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's it's ridiculous. I got really lucky at celebrate last celebration. I uh, was looking at some um, 
carded figures and I picked one up. It was in a, a plastic case and I flip it over and I hear this little plastic tinking sound. Well, there was a crack in the bubble and the tape had died on the blaster and it, the blaster had come loose in the packaging. I flipped it back over, hopped it back in, let the guy know about it. But then I ended up getting that carded figure for a very good deal. And so I was able to extract the black blaster without damaging the carded figure, put it with my com- to complete my loose collection, and then I just put up the carded figure, and you barely even notice that the weapon's gone. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> nice. That's, that's cool. That's cool. So, and, I, and I could justify what I paid for with a carded uh, mint Death Star gunner with, with a coin and weapon, but just paying for that for a weapon by itself, I just couldn't do it. That's insane, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, when we uh, move on with the uh, vintage figures, which will be in a few shows from now, when we get into the 84, 85 figures, that's when we're really going to start talking about some very expensive secondary market figures. Yeah. Yep. Okay, but that is it for the 77 back. Um, Let's just go around the table. If uh, you're at the store, your mom, your dad says you can have one figure. From this wave, which one would you take? Amy, I will start with you. I would take Princess Leia. You're going home with Princess Leia. Okay, makes sense. It's your favorite figure and all. Uh, Chris, what's the one figure you would take home? Uh, Probably it's got to be that Endor Leia. I never had her. I would have loved to have had her. Okay. Wow. All right. Uh, Matt, and you? Um, As a kid, Wicket. Today, Mm -hmm. the Emperor. Okay. Two good choices. Uh, Ryan, you're at the store. Your dad says, I'll buy you one figure. It's, <laughs> not, it's, the, it's the summer of 84. What figure are you going home with? Uh, it would, it, as a kid, it probably would have been Wicket. Uh, nowadays, looking back, it would have been Leia. Okay. Um, my choice as a kid and as adult are the same. I am going with the Emperor both ways. Um, I love that figure. I love the card. Um, I wouldn't say it's a, you know, I agree, I can see everybody's point with the Princess Leia being the best figure from this wave, but something about the Emperor just calls to me. I can't believe I didn't mail away for it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> must have been G.I. Joe or something, can, you know, in my brain when that mail away came out. I don't know. Um, yeah, so that will conclude this portion of our vintage uh, um, retrospective. Um Next time we talk about vintage, we'll be talking about vehicles from the same year. I can't off the off the top of my head. I'm not sure what vehicles those are. I think it's like the Imperial Shuttle and maybe the Ewok Catapult and some other things like. You know. Rancor was '84. Rancor. Okay, so we've got all that stuff to talk about on our next vintage show, but. Uh, our next actual show will probably be focused more on what we see at San Diego Comic-Con. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Amy, you're going. I'm Hopefully you can get on and talk to us about it. Yeah, when I would you get back. That. I would love to hear sure. your experience. If um, I'll try and live tweet as much as I can. And if, okay. if people If people want to follow, it's Amers, A-M-M-E-R-S-V-I on twitter okay um, i'll be posting as much as i possibly can there cool if you want to send me uh, raw pictures and videos i can uh, edit all that and put it together too 
sounds good. I, I'll try and do that. Whenever you have a chance. I know what it's like. So. <laughs> 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 All right. So that's going to wrap up this show. I want to thank everyone for joining me. Uh, Ryan, thanks for uh, for coming on. Oh, it's great to be here. Um, uh, thanks for having me once again. Uh, if you want to check out uh, my YouTube channel, it's MRBYZ. Uh, I do have uh, kind of a bonus video in there. Most of the videos, when I put them out, I share them on like Galaxy Toys page, a couple other pages. There's one I didn't do that on, and it's kind of a special one, and that is a look at the uh, prototype toy room at uh, Gus's place. And there's some pretty cool, cool stuff in there. So uh, if you want to go and check that out, it's on my YouTube page. Yep, and also if you go on the Galaxy of Toys Facebook page, Ryan always posts – well almost always posts his almost. videos on the Facebook page. So uh, that's a, also a quick and easy way to find his videos. Matt from This Week in Star Wars, thank you for uh, coming on and sharing us, sharing with your thoughts the vintage uh, Kenner figures from 84-ish. Always oh, a pleasure to walk back down memory lane, and we'll, we'll have a new show later this week as well, so keep an eye out for that. Okay, that's This Week in Star Wars, and you can find that on iTunes. Right? Are you on Zoom? Yes. Are you on Zoom? Probably not. No. Okay. No. Are you on Stitcher? I have to draw the line somewhere. Are you on Stitcher Smart Radio? I may be. You are. I don't know. You are. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, and Chris, thanks for coming back on the show. Yeah, no problem. Uh, well, find me. I'm just Chris Moorhead on Facebook, or I'm uh, Darth Mac on the Yak Face forums. I also mm-hmm. uh, run the Emperor's Royal Guard Collectors Group on uh, Facebook. Oh, that's cool. I forgot about that. Who runs the uh, Lobot Collectors Group on Facebook? Is I there? think it's waiting for it. Is there one? <laughs> it won't Jason, be me. The other guy. No. Yeah, it won't be me, but... Maybe someone, you can do it. Someone, I run the Ewok Collectors Club on Facebook. You can do it. <laughs> maybe. Maybe someday. And Amy, thanks for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me. For Galaxy of Toys, this is Jason saying goodnight, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend. Then a homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend, and then so long, friend, the nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend, yes, it's a crime, friend, but you know time, friend, time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye.